0: This is Shelby Hansen, and you're listening to Episode 53, Your Relationship with Your Diagnosis. Welcome to the Creating Your Beautiful Life podcast. I'm your host, Shelby Hansen. I'm an Invisible Illness Warrior, Kidney Transplant Recipient, mom-to-four, and life coach for people who have gone through incredible health challenges. On this podcast, I teach you how to move forward from difficulty and disappointment into joy and abundance as you take charge of creating your own beautiful life. This show is going to be all about your relationship with your diagnosis I realized that it's episode 53 and I have yet to do an entire episode just talking about what it's like to live in the world and have a chronic illness diagnosis, or maybe you have a lot of symptoms, but you are, you are as yet still undiagnosed. Just know you have a collection of symptoms. So I wanted to talk about three ways that I think about this with my clients, how I talk to them about it. And I'll share with you the three ways that I think about the relationship that you have with your diagnosis, and then really delve into each one. So these three stages, if you will, is the first one I call fresh. This is when you are freshly new diagnosed or new symptoms, even if you don't have a diagnosis, but something has changed. And even if you were born and you had some sort of illness or disease, as you've grown up, things have changed with your body and with your health status. So anytime there's a change in that, and especially if you view it as something that's negative, understandably so, it can come up as fresh. This is the new part. And part of it, it's, it's funny because a lot of people, when they get a diagnosis, there's actually this sense of relief because now there's a name to what's been going on internally that people can't see but there's also the fresh part of it where it's like a fresh wound. It's a fresh cut. It hurts because there's something, somebody has told you there's something wrong with you, physically wrong with your body. So we'll go more into the fresh in a second. But the second one, the second stage is that people go into the figure it out stage. And that's when you're like, oh, now I have this diagnosis or I have these symptoms. Now I got to go to work to figure out what to do. What does this mean? And how am I going to live with this? And the third stage is the finally heal stage. And that's where people start to find what it is that works for them to help heal their specific symptoms, their specific um disease or diagnosis. Too many D's there. So we're going to dive into each one of these. And I'm going to infuse a little bit of my diagnosis story in with it. And hopefully you can relate and think about what your diagnosis story is, where you are in this set of stages, and really how you can shift the relationship that you have with your diagnosis simply by using your mind. Okay, so this fresh stage, like I said, this is one where you newly have the diagnosis or you newly have the symptoms. So personally for me, I had been going to doctors for a while. Like As soon as I hit um, adulthood, I noticed that I had some stomach issues and I was trying to get tested to see what was going wrong. Why wasn't my digestion working very well? And I went to doctor after doctor, and they did all the tests, and they ran them, and everything came back normal. And so because of that, I grew a little bit of a mistrust with doctors being able to find out what was going on with chronic conditions that included fatigue or nausea. And so fast forward further into adulthood, uh, when I was 30 years old, we moved to Florida, and I all of a sudden was sleeping 12 hours a night, falling asleep at seven o'clock at night, waking up at seven in the morning and still taking a nap with my toddler for two or three hours in the afternoon. And I was intensely nauseous. Like the sound of food just was terrible to me. And I couldn't figure out why. And because I'd gone to doctors with nondescript symptoms before and had all of these normal tests, I didn't wanna go to a doctor because I didn't really trust that they would be able to help me figure out what was going on. And so I tried all these diet interventions. I tried, um, all sorts of things all, holistically to help improve my health. And it wasn't, it wasn't changing anything. And that was when, when I turned 31, a year after that happened is when I found out that I had stage four kidney disease and I qualified to be on the transplant list. Now, like I said, I had that fresh diagnosis and for me, that was really, really painful and yet relieving at the same time. I knew that something was going on in my body that felt really terrible, and I couldn't explain to people exactly what it was, but then I had the blood test that said, hey, your kidneys are not working very well. In fact, you probably qualify to get a new kidney from a deceased or a living donor. I mean, that's pretty serious. I feel like it doesn't get much more serious than that. So that fresh diagnosis I did not like kidney disease. I did not want to talk about it. I did not want to find any support groups about it. I was in utter shock because I didn't have any family that had had this kind of a a disease, and I knew nothing about it. And because of that, it felt really scary. So in the fresh stage, there's a lot of fear about the future. And so I want you to think about for you, what was your fresh stage? When did you get diagnosed? How did you get diagnosed? There's so many layers about how people, how doctors have treated you, how they've handled your case, your situation, and how you've um, also reacted to any of the interventions that you've done from that fresh diagnosis. I know for me, it really helped with the healing of that fresh diagnosis, especially to be able to be coached on it and to understand emotionally what was happening internally for me. For me and a lot of people in that fresh part, there's a lot of shame, a lot of guilt, a lot of feeling like I've done something wrong and there's something wrong with my body. Now, thinking that there's something wrong with my body creates so much shame and that is one of those hiding emotions and that's why I didn't really wanna talk to a lot of people about it. Now, there are pieces of your fresh diagnosis that maybe you still need to go through and you want to heal some of that story and to clean up some of that dirty pain is one of the ways that they talk about it and how I was taught in my life coach school. There's the clean pain of a situation, which is the sadness and the grief of things turning out different than how I thought they would. And then there's the dirty pain of me blaming myself for not getting help sooner or not being able to figure out what was wrong or for doing something. And that kind of leads right into the figure out stage. Now, the figure out stage is when you've got the diagnosis or you've got the symptoms and you're like, okay, this is my life now. I got to figure this out. Now, this stage is also really characterized by a lot of fear. Because underneath it all, for a lot of my clients, and for me especially, I believed if I could just figure this out, if I could find out what caused my kidney disease, maybe I could reverse it. Maybe I could make this whole nightmare just go away. So I went to work. I don't know if you're like me. I love to research um, I got a master's degree in speech-language pathology and communication disorders, and so I had written my own thesis about social-emotional learning with children, so I was really familiar with journal articles, and so I would eat journal articles for breakfast, I would joke. Um, when I couldn't sleep at night, I would research, and I would read articles until late hours in the night. It's only been in the last few years that I stopped that practice, and I'll tell you more about that in a second. But this figure out stage is this, it's characterized by this fear of if I don't figure this out, then it's just going to get worse. And thinking about the future and planning for a future that's much worse than what today is. And when you're in that figure it out, it's one of those escalated nervous system states. It's in that hypervigilant vigilant that fight or flight is what we think about a lot with the figure it out stage. Like if I can just figure this out, I can fix it. So if you have the thoughts, I just want to figure this out, or I can fix this, notice where the energy is. Notice if it's more of that hyper vigilant, where you're looking for danger. (laughs) I always joke, our brains are always scanning for danger. Like even We've got some squirrels that are in our attic right now. And so like last night I was sleeping and I got woken up because we're we're dealing with the squirrel issue. We thought that we had gotten rid of them, but they're there. So I could hear them at night just scraping away in the attic upstairs. And it was right above our bed. And my brain, I could tell, naturally wanted to go to, oop, there's danger. There's danger. Like the squirrel, there's squirrels in your attic. This is really dangerous. And it was so funny because I could see my natural inclination go there. But that hyper of like, Oh, the squirrels, we got to take care of that. Like, what are they doing? Are they, are they uh, destroying things in the attic? Are they, you know, eating the walls? All of that. There's nothing I can do about it at three o'clock in the morning. And the best thing for me to be able to solve the problem and find a solution for it is to be well-rested in the morning so that I can come up with solutions that are going to be helpful. So in that moment when I'm so vigilant, it's really, really helpful. What I found myself doing last night is in order to go back to sleep and to bring myself back to that aligned state of being able to rest and digest, literally rest to fall asleep, I thought about how I was hypervigilant about the squirrels and how there wasn't really any danger in the moment. My brain is practiced at finding the danger, but in that moment, the squirrels are in the attic. I've got headphones. I can plug in, I have um, earplugs. I can stop the sound so that I'm not constantly triggered by hearing them scraping. But in the grand scheme of things, I live in a house, I don't live outside. And if I did live outside, squirrels wouldn't even be dangerous. Like big animals would be dangerous, but squirrels would be the least of my worries. And so think about, so just as my mind wanted to go to the figure out stage when I was three o'clock in the morning, that was not a helpful time for me to go to that figure out how I'm going to solve this problem stage. And having that hypervigilance, that like scanning for danger is not usually how you find the ways to heal because it's keeping you in that escalated nervous system state and your body is in a full, it can, it can escalate to a full panic. And when you're in a panic, that's not when your body is ready to heal. So that leads us to the third stage, which is finally heal. I don't know if you guys noticed, I did three F's fresh figure it out, finally heal. But hopefully that'll help you remember. But the finally heal is when you come up with strategies that actually work to help with your symptoms or with your diagnosis. Now, for me, I thought that once I had my kidney transplant, that the fatigue and the nausea would go away. And by by and large, they did improve. But I still struggled a lot with that. And it's really easy to blame that on medications or the side effects from the medications. Um, for me, I still have like my, I still have escalated creatinine for those of you that have a kidney disease. Like my creatinine went from like uh, 15% function. Well, my kidney function from the blood tests went from 15% function to around 40%. And usually after transplants, they want it to be 100%. So I can, I have a lot of evidence that those are the reasons why I have those symptoms in my body. But through a lot of somatic tracking and also inner child work, I really love doing inner child things, and thought work and emotional processing, So many of those symptoms have been alleviated, specifically the nausea, especially when waking up in the morning is when I would have a lot of nausea, but doing a lot of somatic tracking and being able to understand that the sensations in my body are neutral and what I'm believing about it, if I'm in that hypervigilant, trying to figure it out stage, that's when my brain sends the danger signals to the sensations that I'm having and it creates the symptoms. So the finally heal for me was learning, okay, somatically, this actually, this sensation doesn't have to feel bad. Maybe it actually even feels good. So for me, for nausea, especially when I think about where it is specifically in my body, I feel it underneath where my heart space is, like towards the top of my abdomen. And where I would feel that was also where I feel grounded and sufficiency too. When I would experience those emotions, I would have sensations in the same place. And so learning that has helped me to unlearn some of those symptoms that my body has used to help me. My body's always trying to protect me. We talk about trauma responses, but sometimes I like to think about it more as a protective response. My body was protecting me from overexerting myself because that was my natural tendency. And for many people with chronic illnesses and chronic diseases, our natural tendency is perfectionism, people-pleasing, and overexerting yourself. And so my body thought, hey, if I send her some symptoms, then maybe she'll listen and she'll slow down. Now I have this relationship with the diagnosis and my body that I take care of me first, and then I have that level of safety, which is the finally heal. Bringing your body to a level of safety and understand your sensations and your emotions, that is what creates the healing, and that's what creates, even if some of those symptoms, you might not ever be able to get rid of them. I will always, right now, I Currently, I'm not going to say forever, but currently I have more toxins going through my body than most people do. That is a circumstance that I have. I literally take a blood test and it tells me this is how much your creatinine is. But what I'm thinking about that level has so much more to do with my healing and how good I feel in my body, how much energy I have in my body than the number And that's why coaching is so important, because it helps you to be able to rewrite a new story, a healing story that's going to help you in your journey, wherever you're at. Even if you can't get rid of your symptoms forever, thinking and being able to bring yourself back to a level of safety and to calm will help to calm down those sensations. All right. I hope you enjoyed today's show and podcast, and I will see you next week. Bye-bye. If you're interested in signing up for your free 30-minute double your energy this week call, I'm only opening up three slots each week, starting the week of October 23rd. Grab yours before they're gone. Thank you so much for listening to the podcast. If you're looking for a life coach to work with, what are you waiting for? Let's get coaching together today. I hope you have a wonderful week as you take your power back on creating beauty wherever you go.